We're introduced to a couple of shady characters in Parshas Chayisara. Among them, we have Ephron. And, well, he's at least shady according to the way we've been taught that he tried to jip Abraham by overcharging him for the burial plot for Sarah Imenu. And there's some extreme midrashim that goes far as to say that even during the negotiations, Ephraim was pocketing Avraham's money. Now, this is what you get from Chazal, that he was a sleazy guy who would say a lot, but not even do anything, not barely even a little. But if you look at the story in the Chumash, it's not so clear that Ephron was a bad guy at all. In fact, if you look at the plain text, Ephron seems like a really great guy. In fact, not only does he seem to be pretty genuine, but he makes a very nice, generous offer to Avram. He says that I am willing to give you everything for free. We don't even have him saying, Avram, it's a good deal. We have him saying, Avram, it's yours. The impression we get of Ephron is that he's a really nice guy who wants to really make things work out for Avram. And it makes you wonder, you know, maybe you know, if, if, if it's more, if anything more than just Misora, where did Chazal get this from, that Ephron was trying to pull the wool over Avram's eyes? Ephron, from the view of the reader looking at the Chumash, Ephron seems like a real Baal Chesed. And if you look at the Chumash, it could be, although it's not so obvious that Ephron was a bad guy, and maybe... You know, it'll never be obvious. One theme that's important to know for Torah and life in general is that the villain never truly looks like the devil. He never has the evil mustache or the evil eyebrows. Um, that's not. That's just not how they appear. Um, you know, the real villains don't, don't ever admit to being a villain. And, you know, just, just look at politics. So, that said, let's look at the presentation a little bit. There are some irregularities. There are some oddities in the text. For example... One thing that we find throughout Avram's negotiation with the Bnei Ches is the fact that they don't just speak, but they speak to him. And what do I mean they speak to him? The Pasuk says, Vaya'anu Bnei Ches is Avram, lay more low, saying to him. They say, Dafka to him. What is lay more low? Usually it just says lay more. What's lay more low? You find this multiple times in their encounters. And it's very similarly by Ephron. Vaya'an Ephron is Avram, lay more low. Why are they saying dafka to him? It almost seems like we're focusing on the presentation here. They're, ta- they're trying to talk to Avraham, to grab Avraham. And not only that, we find another Lushan that's thrown out a lot. As they talk to each other, they keep on saying the Lushan of, Hear me out. Shema Einu. Hear us out. Adonin, Sielokim, Ata, Besocheinu. Listen, hear us out. My master, Prince of God, you are in our midst. And then we find again, uh, and Avram actually tries to counter. Avram says, Shma'uni, but if you'll listen to me, I want to speak to Ephron. And then Ephron, spe- when he finally speaks up, Ephron says, Shma'eni, listen to me. The field is yours. And then Avram retorts, Shma'eni, but listen to me. I, mean, I want to give you money for it. And uh, so again, what, what's all of this hear me out, hear me out, hear me out? It almost sounds like he's trying to say, believe me. I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm, I'm, you know, take it from me. That's, that's the lush shown here. It's really fascinating because by the end of the story, Ephron says to Avram, Adoni Shmaini Eretz Arbameos Kesef Mahi. My master, listen to me. A land of four hundred silver shekels worth between me and you. Come on, what is it? And then the Pusik after says, 
Vaishma Avraham el Ephron, and Avraham listens to Ephron. And then what? It says he listens to Ephron. Vaishkol Avraham Lefron Akesev Asher Diber Beozni Beiches. Says that Avram listened to Ephron, and then Avram weighed out the money for Ephron, that which he had spoken in the Yershav Beiches. It's very interesting that Pasuk says Avraham hears Ephron and then gives him the money. We would have argued that if Avram was listening to and obeying Ephron, he would have taken the land for free. But the Chumash says that Avraham listened to Ephron. My brother, Menachem Mendel Shlomo Eisenberg, he suggested that Avraham was listening to the actual voice of Ephron in the, the heart of Ephron, what Ephron really meant. Avraham was pretty good with, with social cues, and he understood what Ephron wanted. Ephron wanted the money. And even if, you know, it's not so clear that Ephron was a bad guy from the story, what we see is that Ephron and Avraham are going back and forth, each one trying to give to the other. Avraham says, I want to give you the money. Ephron says, I want to give you the land. But Avram sees that there might be some funny business here, and therefore I want, I, want, I want to get the land for everything it's worth. And Ephron, how far was he willing to go? It seemed that he was pushing pretty far, pretty hard. But at a certain point, he couldn't help but drop the price tag in front of Avram. Now, you might say that this is for more than one reason. You could say Ephron, this was Ephron's way of saying, come on, like... I, I'm showing you that this is an amazing deal that I'm giving you. You know, by, by, by letting him know exactly what it was worth, it was his way of saying, it's a great deal, come on. It might also be a way of saying, or a way of trying to get Avraham to feel indebted to Ephron for this wonderful offer. Maybe. But that's not how true chesed is done. True chesed is done where we all know we, we've all practiced this. You hide the, name, the, the price tag, you rip it off, make sure no one sees it. Ephron absolutely couldn't help it, even if he wanted to give off a certain impression. But we learn here that talk is cheap. We know that Avraham was someone who he would say a little and he would do a lot. And yet we find later in our parsha the other sketchy character, the other shady character is Lavan, who says a lot of really nice words, but those words could not measure up to the actions of his sister, Rivka. Rivka, who didn't have all that much to say, but boy, was she very active, proactive, in terms of running back and forth to feed the camels, very much like Avram Avinu, who runs back and forth to serve his guests, tongues from, from cattle, and not just bread and, and, and water, as he had promised earlier. There's one thing that we take away from Parshas Chayisara, among many different lessons, is that chesed speaks much louder than words.